Hello my loves, welcome back to the Put Yourself First podcast. I am taking a little mini break and we're having a re-release of a few episodes over the next few weeks because I have a crazy July and so rather than rushing out like half-arsed episodes for you that I am scrambling to record on a Friday morning or when you know last minute I would much rather re-release some golden oldies from the archives that if you are new you may not have even heard yet and if you have been around for a while you get to re-listen to and I've picked three topics that I know will be really relevant insightful, valuable for everyone, regardless of your situation. It's very much manifestation, stepping into your next level vibes. And I don't know about you, but I feel like summer is the time to be placing your energy into that. So the first episode here is stop saying these things if you want more money. This ruffled a few feathers when it first came out (laughs) and Um, I'm cool with that because I say that with love and in this episode I am sharing some common phrases that we speak into our relationship with money, our money reality that is not serving you and especially if you are ready to call in your next level of money reality, your promotion at work or a pay rise or raising your prices in your business whatever it might look like for you we really need to be conscious of how we speak into reality our relationship with money and so I'm going to share five common phrases or language patterns that we use and some reframes that you can start using today to feel more empowered around your money beliefs and speak into the money reality you want and desire to create. So enjoy this episode. Keep in mind, I can't remember, I think the sisterhood doors were opening when this came out. So I'm going to try and cut out any like promo bits, but keep that in mind. The sisterhood doors are closed. You can get on the wait list for when doors open in September and enjoy this episode all on money mindset and manifestation. Welcome to the Put Yourself First podcast. This community is all about empowering women like you to put yourself first and achieve your goals so you can live your next level life. I'm your host, Kat Horrocks, a mindset and success coach dedicated to changing women's lives worldwide in the work that I do. On this podcast, you can expect interviews with leading experts in the fields of personal development, business and career success, mindset, spirituality, well-being, and so much more along with insights and behind the scenes access to my own story and the techniques and tools I use with my private clients. So you can level up in every area of your life. If you're ready to create and manifest your vision, 
and watch your goals become your reality, then you're in the right place. So if you're ready, let's dive in. Hello and welcome back. This week I am sitting down to share some of the most common limiting language that we use around money. So I'm gonna share, let me check my notes, five main areas and main language barriers that we come up against often. So maybe one of these you'll be like, yep, I say that all the time. Maybe for you it's a couple, maybe it's all of them. Even if you say none of them, you'll definitely have heard parents saying it or friends and family, people at work, you know, people around you. And that's just as um, that's just as impactful. The language we hear, the language we absorb in our environment has just as much of an effect, especially when we're younger. So in your childhood years, in your like core development years, the language that was used around money by your caregivers, by your loved ones, you have subconsciously absorbed that. So even if you don't say these things, you might remember a relative saying them. So the first one, and I find this time and time again when it comes to financial goal setting and the amazing women in the sisterhood, my one-to-one clients, women in our community here, we want more money or we want to, you know, we want to grow a business, we want to save for a house, we have a goal that needs money, requires a certain level of money and we say, I'm bad with money. And I'm going to hold my hand up and say I used to say this all of the time. So what happens when you use the phrase I'm bad with money? What do you think is going to happen? What do you think is going to be true? What message does that send to your mind? I know, for me, it was a self-fulfilling prophecy. I said again and again, I'm bad with money, I'm bad at maths, I'm bad with numbers. And so, of course, that played out in my business when I started. Of course, it played out in my life that I wasn't intelligent about money. I didn't know the ins and outs of, of you know, long-term savings and mortgages and taxes and all of the things we come up against as adults that if we were disempowered around money growing up and even though I was empowered around money growing up and my parents actually have you know a fairly like a really healthy relationship with money and a lot of good was modeled to me at school I know that I associated money with numbers and maths and I hated maths, I hated it and so I wanted nothing to do with it and I'm sure many of you are like, 
oh, she's preaching, she's preaching to me right now. And so this is such a simple one to reframe because it's so obvious that if you say and you perpetuate this belief that you're bad with money, that is what is going to be reflected in your reality. You're going to put less effort in to learn about money. You're going to avoid looking at your bank account. You're going to switch off when people are talking about money around you. And that doesn't have to be the case. So if you ever catch yourself saying I'm bad with money, my best advice would be to stop yourself in your tracks, notice it and then reframe it. So one of my favourite reframes for this is I am improving my money mindset or I am improving my relationship with money. Every day, in every way, my money grows, my money mindset expands, my money intelligence grows, you know, whatever language resonates with you, that can be really helpful as an affirmation, not to say I am a millionaire, because a lot of kind of, a lot of mainstream law of attraction content will say things like that, but if you're at a place right now where you've said for potentially years and years that you're bad with money, and that is a subconscious belief, to help you rewire that belief, we can't jump from I'm bad with money to I'm a millionaire, I have a millionaire mindset, as like sexy as that might sound, it's not going to compute, it's not going to go in, your subconscious isn't going to accept it, so an affirmation like every day I am improving my relationship with money, that feels more expansive, that is growth and that is growth focused and towards towards what you want which is a better relationship and it feels more tangible and you can even set yourself a challenge to take action based on this affirmation. So rather than, you know, you might catch yourself in a moment where you would normally not do something or you would normally have a regular habit to not check your bank account. And so you might ask yourself in that moment, what would I do right now if I was improving my relationship with money? And then do that instead. So I'm bad with money is probably one of the most common ones. The next one is I can't afford that. Oh, I mean, when we're talking about manifesting, (laughs) guess what? (laughs) Guess what? If you want something lovely, let's say it's a beautiful home that you might like spy on right move or a gorgeous like handbag or car or piece of jewellery or you know shopping at a particular store for your clothing whatever it might be but this also 100% relates to anything else that is expansive such as a coaching program such as a certification that you're investing in such as something that is gonna 
you know, be an investment for your future, expand your knowledge, expand your capacity, invest in, in, it could be anything that, you know, frees up your time, like, you might be telling yourself right now, I can't afford a cleaner, or I can't afford to hire a personal trainer, but all of these things are going to be expansive for you and deep down you actually want it but what happens is that that scarcity mindset kicks in and focuses on the lack so focuses on the wanting i wish i had the money for that i can't afford that i'm ne- you know so many people say i'm never going to be able to afford that again what do you think is going to happen if you go around saying that do you really feel like you're going to be making decisions in your life to expand your wealth, to set exciting financial goals for yourself, if you're constantly putting yourself down and saying, I'm never going to be that, I'm never going to be the person who can have that car or live in that area or go on that holiday or work with that coach or whatever it may be. This is so, so key. Even if like even if in reality the money is not in your account to work with that coach to buy that car to have that house deposit to go on that trip what you can say instead again is I'm working on it I am manifesting a reality where it's a no-brainer for me to invest in that something I often say is I'm manifesting more like I'm manifesting a healthy fat savings account so that I can invest in our next property you know I can upgrade our home and buy somewhere bigger in a nice area I'm not focusing on the fact that right now I can't afford that house or I can't afford to live in that area because where is that going to get me? It's going to get me nowhere. It's going to make me feel crap. And again, in wanting it, in wishing for it, in being in being desperate for it, that energy is like the opposite of attraction, the opposite of abundance and manifestation. Another thing you can do if you struggle with this is start a daily gratitude practice for what you do have and allow yourself to feel abundant now no matter how much is in your bank account no matter if you can quote unquote afford that thing or not and say I'm working on it I'm manifesting that being a possibility for me later this year how much more empowering does that feel versus oh I can't afford that that brings me on to my next one which is such a interesting one and this is that's too expensive oh how many times have we said that how many times have we looked at something and said that's too expensive it's not worth it okay so first of all this is judgment because 
affordability is actually completely subjective and I speak to clients about this all the time because a lot of people a lot of a lot of business owners base their pricing decision on the assumption that their clients quote unquote can't afford a certain amount or think it's too expensive and I always say who are you to assume what someone else's financial situation is who are you to assume that you don't know them you don't know what some like you're not in someone's bank statement and on top of that we also forget that people are already buying the things that you deem too expensive so if a chanel handbag is quote unquote too expensive in your eyes you have to remember that there are millions of people worldwide who beg to differ and that is an investment for them in some way it feels like a valuable exchange of their money because all a price of something is is a value exchange isn't it you're giving someone money for something in return and so for that person who is invested in the brand of chanel they feel and they deem their money their price their investment to be worthy and equal to the value they receive in return so who are we to judge what anyone else deems expensive or affordable because there's a market for everyone in this world you know there's a more there's cheaper versions of stuff there's more affordable versions of stuff so when we look at something and we make a a judgment-based decision that it's too expensive it just doesn't feel nice (laughs) especially if it's something that you deep down really really want but you've already decided it's too expensive so you're not even going to allow yourself the possibility of having it let's use the example of coaching so so many people would look on a coach's website and say that's too expensive it's way too expensive to work with them that's a lot of money and it's just too much that same person might then go and spend that money or the equivalent amount on a holiday on a depo- you know a deposit and a payment plan for a holiday or on the equivalent of a year's worth of I don't know like hair ex- you know hair extensions I know it's really expensive to maintain good hair extensions right and so we've got to catch ourselves in those moments when we're making that judgment of it's too expensive and instead own it and say that's not a priority investment for me right now the next one is anything around like losing money and money being this kind of finite thing that's going to run out so 
bleeding myself dry, I've wrote down. Um, money doesn't grow on trees. A one I hear a lot is, oh, there's always something, like, oh, there's always something to pay for. There's always something, you know, that needs to be fixed or replaced or whatever. And this sense that you're like constantly losing money. Money is this scarce resource that is just leaving your bank account faster than it can come back in. And again, what is the self-fulfilling prophecy here? If you're focused on lack, if you're focused on money being this scarce resource that is just running out, how is that going to make you feel? And how is that going to make you feel about your relationship with money and the decisions you make around money and wanting to look at money? If I if I believed that my money was just running out and I was losing it every day, I wouldn't want to look at my freaking bank account. <laughs> I would be terrified of it. So I hope there's some light bulb moments going off here that you're like, oh, my dad always used to say X or there's, you know, I had a boss who always used to say this about money or I catch myself saying that and you can start to have this awareness after listening to this. And the thing with this sense that we're losing money and it's this finite resource that is going to run out if we, if it leaves us, if we lose it, is just false because we live in a global economy and money is energy, money is currency. So money is flowing, money is in everything because just as you spend money, whether it be you pay someone for their service or you buy a product, you go to the supermarket, you pay for your mortgage or your rent, that money goes into this larger ecosystem which then circulates around to other people and eventually back to you because you have a salary or you earn money in your business, you attract clients and so we we can't focus on losing it, we've got to let it flow. If you want money to flow into your life why are you holding on to it? You know, why are you so worried about letting it go? You've got to trust that it's coming back to you. And something that really helps me, whenever I am spending, let's say whenever I'm spending unexpected money. So those moments where life happens and something goes wrong in the house or, you know, our little doggy has had to go to the vet recently those kind of unexpected bills. Now we're in a like we're in a really good position where we have money set aside for those things. And even if you don't, even if you have to credit card it and you're kind of having a little freak out, something that you can say to yourself is there's more where that came from. Every, and you can do this every single time you spend money if you want. Every single time you buy your food shop every single time you pay your car insurance, there's more where that came from. I'm letting this money go and I'm trusting that it's going to flow back to me tenfold, right? 
So that feels better than focusing on the lack, focusing on losing it. And you can go one step further from this and be grateful for what the money is allowing you. So one of the next level you girls, I was just celebrating her so much because I think she shared that her car had broken down or like something was wrong with it. And I'm pretty sure one of the other girls, I don't know if she was a sisterhood member or in next level you, had like a leak in her house. So we, like, and we spoke about them being grateful for the people who are coming to fix it. So being grateful to have a car and the freedom that that allowed her and being so grateful that someone is coming to fix her car and the car is then, that's allowing her freedom. That's allowing her to travel, to go to work, you know, or to go on a road trip to visit her loved ones when she can. And going even further than that, she's probably paying a local garage. So that is someone who owns a business. They probably have a family. They have to pay their own bills and their food shop as well, just as we all do. So you can start to see this more expansive kind of network and flow of money and it feels so much better to focus on that versus, oh, I'm losing this money. So if you catch yourself saying money doesn't grow on trees or this like this month is bleeding can be dry, there's never any money left, yada, yada, yada. Try and hone in on those singular things like a transaction or a bill and be grateful. You know, I am so grateful to pay my electricity bill because what what a miracle that someone discovered electricity for a start. How fucking abundant do I feel knowing that my house is powered by electricity and that gives me access to the internet to even create this free podcast resource to help you. So it's so much bigger than us and yet we if we allow ourselves to stay in that ego zone, that, you know, fear-based thought zone of, oh, like this unexpected bill, ah, doesn't feel good and it doesn't serve us. And it definitely doesn't allow us to make expansive decisions and improve our relationship with money. Last but definitely not least (laughs) is how much does it cost? this kind of ties into the that's too expensive thing because when we're asking and we're so so focused on how much something costs we're we've almost got this internal um thermometer internal gauge of whether it's going to be too expensive or not you know whether we're gonna allow ourselves to buy it or not which is such a shame for so many things that again are expansive are actually gonna add so much value to our life beyond just the physical financial figure that we're paying for it and one thing that i would recommend when it comes to this and you can ask yourself both questions i'm not here to say 
you shouldn't focus on how much it costs and cost isn't an issue because of course we need to make informed adult decisions and if you're earning 18 grand a year and something costs 18 grand yeah you might not want to pay for it maybe you do and it's going to expand you but again that's the informed choice you've got to make for yourself and at the same time you've got to weigh up the cost of something versus the cost of not having it and I will do this with you know because I'm constantly investing in myself whether it be with my own coaches with other programs in my own training to develop as a coach and I'll often coach women through this on a discovery call as well but let's say you're on the fence about joining the sisterhood and you're thinking oh how much does it cost what are you going to miss out on if you don't invest in it the cost of not investing in the sisterhood for you could be I will not have a support network and the accountability and backing that I'm going to get from that and so the cost of that might lead to me not getting the results I want in 2021. Maybe the cost of not investing is I'm going to continue googling shit for free, you know, trying to find free content and so the cost of that is my time because I'm going to have to spend more time listening to things, reading things, trying to figure things out on my own versus investing in something. If you're ever weighing up a decision, whether it's to join the sisterhood, whether it's to hire someone, whether it's to buy a product or pay for a service, ask yourself, yes, how much does it cost? But also, what's the cost of not investing? Those are the five main language phrases, questions that I wanted to talk about. You might, like I say, have picked out one or two that were like, oh my god, this is so me, I need to work on this, I need to reframe this. And for those of you who are like, I'm really good at most of these, amazing, you might get to a point where you're about to expand, let's say you're looking to invest in a coach, you're about to land a promotion, you're about to take your business to the next level, maybe you're raising your prices, maybe you're about to spend as like buy the biggest house you've you know buy the property that you never thought you'd be able to afford etc whatever your next level looks like your next level money reality you might find some of these things cropping up some of these old beliefs and even if consciously you're not aware of having them they could have been embedded in you from literally birth (laughs) because what our caregivers say around us is so important and we are like sponges. If you have any questions on money mindset, reach out on Instagram and I'll either um, voice note you back or generally what I'll do is save your thoughts and kind of come back to them in another podcast episode or like an Instagram live Q&A or whatever. And if you have any questions about the sisterhood, 
then make sure you're on the wait list and make sure you're following me on insta and we'll speak soon if you are here at the end of the episode i am sending you so much love and gratitude for spending your time listening to the podcast this week make sure you're subscribed and following in your podcast app so you don't miss the next one I would love for you to share your biggest takeaway from this episode with me on social media. So if you're over on Instagram, please tag me in your stories at cat underscore horrocks or just send me a DM. And if you agree that the impact and message behind the Put Yourself First podcast needs to be spread far and wide, please rate and review Put Yourself First in Apple Podcasts and share this episode on to a friend. To discover more about the Put Yourself First community, including how we can work together, head to cathorrocks.com or if you're on the go, check out the show notes for the links that you'll need. Have a wonderful day and don't forget to put yourself first.